Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome to the Late Night Late Show podcast. It is your hosts, Ricky and Danny. Danny, what's happening, man? Welcome back. Took a little hiatus, took a little break. I was missing you, man. I was talking to myself in a microphone. How you been? How's the wedding planning? How's the work for for Elon Musk and all that other stuff? (laughs) I mean, everything's going well, man. It's just been a really, really hectic last few weeks. Of course, wedding planning, you know, with me and the missus, we're doing everything we can. Work has been a grind, but that's that's how it is. We are adults now, so we have to work. But when it comes to this stuff, man, I, I always try to make time for you, man. You know that. I do miss you too, Ricky. I honestly was thinking, I was like, bro, Ricky dropped a solo episode. And I just felt so missing. Like I just I was like staring out of a window like a 90s R and B video, man. Like I was I was just wow. chilling there. You know what I mean? That's I missed crazy. you, bro. Bell Div DeVoe. You were yeah, bro. I was out there. Bro, I was looking at a real, window dog. and I saw okay, rain, right. I saw rain little... coming out my window. That's all good, dog. Well, we're back. Oh, we're back man. for good our back. episode. Welcome back to the Late Night Lake Show, guys. We're happy to have you. Please remember that you can always find this show wherever you guys get your podcast. Please spread the word. We see uh, that there might be a little confusion in the name. Just remember, we are the Late Night Lake Show podcast. We got some uh, some memorabilia that we're, uh, we're pushing out to the good folks. We debuted our uh, first generation limited edition uh, late night slander cups that's available. Get your merch. Uh, get get your, your merch. merch. You know, get you know merch. how it is. Usually for alcoholic beverages only, but I suppose you could put, you know, apple juice and Cheerios or, in it. If- or you could be, you know, an everyday person and put coffee in it. But hey, alcohol works too. That's cool. Ah, coffee. That's smart. Yeah. That's a smart one. Okay, for sure. Ricky, Ricky. by the way, man, I know I've been busy and, like, doing a bunch of things, but, bro, tell these people what you've been up to, man. You've been doing some crazy stuff late. Not really crazy, but you've been on the grind, man. I, I see you, you know, doing a little thing with, with our other entity, EC Sports, and we'll be working on that. So tell the listeners what you've been up to, man. Man, I, I stay at the same wavelength at all times. You don't know if I'm busy or chilling. That's how I want to present uh, myself. Oh, is that right? 
But yeah, you know, I've been I've been blessed, you know, with the opportunity to have access to all Bulls games uh, through EC Sports. My co-host over there, Dion, he has been a great help and a great mentor and a great partner, really, in just you know opening the doors for uh, the team to really, you know cover the NBA and cover, you know, specifically the Bulls and the teams that the Bulls are playing at that time. But yeah, I had my first opportunity to uh, be there courtside, be there pregame in the coaches postgame press conference, be there in the locker room press conference for the Bulls. I missed the Pelicans though, man. I caught them warming up and I got video of all that stuff that I'll post to my Twitter and the EC Sports Twitter account. Make sure you go follow them. But I was really eager to catch uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo uh, in the locker room after the game. But the way that all the timing, I guess, comes up, the Pelicans were already dressed in out of there <laughs> by the time we got out of the Bulls locker room. But it was crazy. It was it was wild. We got a couple of questions that I asked to Kobe White of uh, the Bulls, their number seven pick of the draft. And, you know, I talked to Thaddeus Young uh, during media day and all that. But it was just a really cool experience. And, you know, I'm hoping to bring that and what I'm learning to that, obviously, into what we do here in the Late Night Lake Show and hopefully give a little bit more experienced and a little bit smarter of opinions that I pump out to y'all along with all the slander that I still got. Don't get it twisted. I'm going to bring it every week. I'm going to still be me. Doesn't matter that I'm a media member. When it comes to our Lakers, I only know one speed and that's pedal to the metal. Boy. Wow. Wow. You know, ain't that what Samuel L. Jackson said? And what what Avengers was that? He was talking to Loki, talking about he was a boot in the ant. But anyways, anyways, yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. We're we're doing things over here. We're making moves. We're actually uh, talking to players and um, getting really up close and personal with our NBA experience and our NBA takes. But aside from that... We got Lakers basketball, people. Of course. We got of course. two games under our belts now. Two games under our belts. The first one, the Lakers, you know, kind of put their whole little dangling on the Warriors' forehead for about uh, four quarters uh, last week. And then this past Thursday, the Lakers unfortunately lost to the Brooklyn Nets, the uh, immediately Kyrie-less Brooklyn Nets. But <laughs> yeah, wasn't that funny? Both games, yeah, in all those opinions, it was supposed to be what? Zero, dark, 30, mask on Kyrie. Man, he got popped in what, the first 40 40- <laughs> 45 seconds of the game. It looked like literally, Aaron, you know, you know, literally good. He's already ruled out for the Lakers next game against the Nets. I believe it's on Tuesday, but you know, we're going to talk about our first impressions who looked good. Who do we have questions about? Let's start with this, Danny. Let's uh, let's start with our biggest question mark that the Lakers have. Some would say this would be our center situation of last year. The drama that the Lakers faced and the issues that they had with the center position last year, they might be seeing that at the point guard position this year. It does not look like through two preseason games there is anyone that has blown the doors and just has wowed any of the, you know, people watching Lakers games, you know, the the team – 
internally talks about uh, how Avery Bradley has just looked so great in practice. Well, Avery Bradley looks foul happy and a step slow in games. So, Danny, I'm interested to know your opinion. Let's start with the point guard position. What have you seen so far out of Alex Caruso and Rajon Rondo and Avery Bradley? And where would you like to put your eggs in as far as starters at this time? Well, I think everyone who listens to this podcast knows who I'm leaning towards, but I'll give you some valid points. I mean, Avery Bradley is a hustle effort player, so he is going to have active hands all times. He will catch fouls. Is he a starting point guard for our team? I don't think he should be the starting point guard. I think, obviously, he should get minutes and play that. When it comes to the starting point guard at this point, I'm either looking at Caruso or Rondo, and obviously I'm leaning towards Rondo because I love, love, absolutely love the chemistry between him and Anthony Davis. And you saw it a lot in the Brooklyn game when Rondo's controlling the ball, bringing it up. Who's he looking for right away? He's giving it to AD, and AD passes out, gets it back, and like they just work together so well. I remember I can recall one of the plays AD had on the high block and then took two dribbles. Looked his backside, read the Rondo cut, just fed him for the backdoor feed. Like, you could just tell these guys obviously have played with each other for a whole season. They know each other's games. This is why he should be the starter. It's not because, you know, Caruso could outplay Rondo fine, but let him come off the bench. Let him be the spark. I wouldn't want to put Caruso out there right away because there's no continuity between him and Anthony Davis. There's a lot going on between Rondo and AD. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of like a quarterback wide receiver chemistry thing you get your timing down you know where they're going to be at all times you know where the ball's going to be you know where it's going to be placed you know who's going to be able to make the capable play so it's kind of like having like how we watched yesterday i watched Thursday night football it's like the brady edelman thing a small guy you know like rondo he could find the big man brady obviously big guy finds a smaller receiver edelman but like that, that that chemistry is what is necessary and important that's why i'm putting rondo up there there will be nights where Caruso and even Avery Bradley outperform Rondo, but at starting, you got to have Rondo out there. That's fair. I mean, you know. And, and that's the thing. Like, Rondo will do all the little things. And again, Caruso's probably a better outside shooter than Rondo. Avery Bradley's probably a better outside shooter than Rondo. But Rondo can just make everything click and get Davis going quick. But here's my thing. When you talk about Rondo and Davis, and clearly, clearly, that is – you know, if not the most important thing as far as chemistry outside of LeBron and AD, that's been number two as far as what's been touted the most is the chemistry between Rajon Rondo and Anthony Davis. AD mm-hmm. talked about it post game, just gushing and just, oh my God, Rajon, my boo, it's so good to have you back. And, you know, Rajon has been clearly, you know, displayed that he has that chemistry with Anthony Davis on the court. Now, that is also sandwiched and sometimes triple stacked between bullshit plays where you're like, why is Rajon Rondo playing basketball still? But you know what? This is what I had a conversation with Lakers fans on Twitter the other day about. You're going to knock yourself unconscious if you are going to keep banging your head against the wall, being upset that Rajon Rondo is getting burned right now. Rajon is going to have to burn out, whether this preseason or the first 10 games of the regular season, and absolutely show that he should not be starting. But you want to know what's even more important than that? Alex Caruso is going to have to show he absolutely should be the starter in that unit. The first game, Caruso did not play the first half, right? He can only play against the player that he's 
up against and the teammates that he has around him. He played against second to third stringers to might not make the team guys in that first game against the Warriors. And then, to be honest, in the burn that he had against the Nets, Alex Caruso did not look like head and shoulders, knees and toes. He should be the starting point guard, right? He should only be the starting point guard right now because we all do not like Rajon Rondo as an option. Guess who does like Rajon Rondo as an option? Anthony Davis. Now, if we could just level set on that and get over the hump that neither of us can change the fact that AD's in love with Rajon because he has opened the door to AD's only playoff appearance and feeds him with just a silver spoon on some of the easiest plays. Man, there's some plays that you have to understand relationships on the court between your point guard and a big man. Some of these looks that Rajon's giving AD and AD's picking up. And when it goes from, oh, no, I'm not about to post, duck in and post up. I'm going right to the spin so you could throw the alley-oop. We saw that with Shaq and Kobe. We saw that with Fisher and Shaq, that you just know. That Brian Shaw look that he gave to Kobe. Now, he gave a little, woo, before Kobe spun baseline and caught that oop and finished it against the Sixers in the finals back in the day. But that's the kind of relationship that Biggs, are literally in love with out of their point guards. If you have that, then you are in a big man's, you know, you're on his side, right? And right now, that is maybe unfair to Caruso because he doesn't have that on-court experience or that history with AD to prove that, hey, no, we could develop this. There's a big difference between can develop this and, hey, we've had this from back in the day. We think it can work today. And Vogel's going to give them the opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Caruso's going to have to prove his point, like how you said. He's going to really, really, really have to be like, dude, I'm clear-cut number one on this team. And honestly, the, the game against the Nets, I mean, I saw Caruso come in, and he was, he was a nice spark. When he has a ball, he makes good decisions. He found AD a cut. Uh, was it a, a cutting AD or was it a cutting Dwight Howard? It was one of the bigs. Slashing hard to the basket. He dimed him. Nice laser pass. And he could do all the little things too, but it's just when you don't have that relationship, like I said, once again, it's like that whole quarterback wide receiver thing. You put the guy in who only knows you for three months, he's not going to flourish as if he came off the bench and work with the unit he's probably going to be practicing with every single day, working with every single day. I honestly think he should be developing a really, really high relationship with McGee and Dwight Howard, let alone just Anthony Davis. He should be like, hey, one of you guys are coming off with me. Let's work together and have the best chemistry possible. So then when I get in, it's no difference between the Rondo AD type thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when you're in with Dwight Howard, if Dwight Howard's the guy coming off the bench, for example, you want to be able to know where he likes the ball, what kind of sets he likes. Is he like the high pick and roll? Is he going to roll to his left or right better? Does he like the oop? Does he like the bounce pass? It's these kind of things that he should learn. It's like Rondo is the veteran. His basketball knowledge is very hated on in a way with Lakers Nation. But, man, he is a savant. We've known this for a while. He knows everything about what Anthony Davis is wanting to do. If asked with Caruso, he needs to do the same thing with the guys he's going to be playing with, as in McGee, as in Dwight Howard. That's what he needs to work on. Fair enough. 
We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll um, we'll talk about the rest of our players. How, how do we not start with Anthony Davis and just, oh, my God, are we already taking him for granted? Of, of course not, but we'll talk about AD. We'll talk about LeBron. We'll talk about how we feel about this second unit. We'll talk about Dwight Howard and how he's looked, and um, we'll get into some things like that. So stick around. Late Night Lake Show. Hi, my name is Ricky. And I'm here to talk to you about how great the Anchor app is. No, I did not lose a bet and therefore had to make Anchor the official sponsor of the Late Night Lake Show podcast if Dwight Howard was ever a Laker again. Don't be silly. Anyways, Anchor will distribute your podcasts so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app. You got you got to flip the card. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Ricky from the Late Night Lake Show podcast and we are so excited to be sponsored by Anchor. Y'all done now? Can I go? Jesus Christ. And we're back with the Late Night Lake Show. Ricky, coming off the loss against the Brooklyn Nets, Anthony Davis and LeBron both had pretty good games. Obviously, they didn't play the fourth quarter. The second unit for Lakers actually came alive and made it a close game. But regardless, Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to be the most dynamic duo in the league. Uh, That's no question. When you got two top five players, top six to some, on the same court, same time, and playing together, the sky's the limit. Between AD and LeBron, who do you think is going to lead the Lakers in scoring? Oh, that's going to be good. I mean, it's so easy for LeBron to dial down to 25 a game and no one's paying attention, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to be honest, you look up in the third quarter and LeBron has 24 and six and six. And you're like, wait, where the hell did he get all those points and assists and rebounds from? Like, the way LeBron scores and the way that he gets his points, they're very – him as a – as the player, he's a dominant. But the way he just easily gets buckets off cuts, off drives, off isolations, off just threes now in his career, it's very easy for him to rack up the numbers and you not notice. With that said, Anthony Davis's points, you're going to remember. Because yeah. they're going to be on post-ups that take three to five to seven seconds to develop. They're going to be on pick and rolls, which he will be switched onto sometimes by smaller defenders. And you just see the barbecue chicken lighten up the post. You know, there's going to be times where he's going to do a pick and pop and AD shooting a three. And you're like, God damn, somebody this motherfucking big should not be draining threes like this. So if I had to guess... Probably Anthony Davis, and that's probably only because I will remember his points. They will be louder than LeBron's. LeBron's already talked about how he wants to focus and highlight AD this year. He is the main guy. We will run the offense through him. Well, I would as well, but he would score the most points. But uh, do you agree? You got AD as your leading scorer? I do. I think AD is going to average anywhere from 26 and a half to close to 29 a game, while LeBron probably go anywhere. Well, this year, because of how the offense is built and what they want to do with Anthony Davis and such, 
probably anywhere from the 24 to 26. So marginally different, it's not going to be too much. It's not like LeBron's going to be averaging 19 to 20 points and AD's going for 32 a night, you know. But I, I will still say that Anthony Davis will be the number one option in scoring. As you see in the preseason, it's like, it's kind of weird that teams are now just like, hey, let's key in on AD. And then LeBron's dribbling, like, what the hell? Okay, let me just take this open lane for a layup. Like, I saw a lot of a lot of simple movement buckets from LeBron against the Nets. I don't know if you agree. How easy did LeBron's buckets look against the Nets? Like, if you saw that preseason, like, he was moving out the ball. Catch, simple finish. Like, just little things like that are actually going to help him at this stage of his career, too. When you got defenses keying in on AD. But you're right. AD's buckets will be remembered. Because he will probably poster at least one to two bigs a game. He will spin off somebody with a nice fancy move. He will step out, hit a fadeaway jumper. He will step out even further and hit a three. So AD's going to have a little more opportunity to showcase his moves, which I think ultimately will lead to more buckets. But LeBron, I mean, shit, this age and what he's doing, man, it, it's kind of remarkable how he's moving up and forth like a gazelle. But as we'll talk later in the show about LeBron and his age and see how it catches up to him. But anyway, I'll go with AD. This is a little disrespectful foreshadowing you had right there, Danny. Not really. <laughs> you want to get into it? Let's do yeah. it. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask the question, Dan. I, I mean, go ahead. Do you, think, do you think LeBron has lost a step after watching these first two games? Okay. And this is going out to every listener. Okay, look. LeBron is a freak. Okay? He is absolutely probably top three most athletic people maybe ever. You know what I mean? Like, he does some crazy stuff that no one's ever done. He's approaching age 35. Okay, and he is in great shape physically. The way he looks, man, he is he's leaned out, he's ripped, he's strong, he can do anything he wants, but there's a big difference between LeBron at 34 going to 35 and LeBron going from 29 to 30. Okay. The obviously the Miami Heat days are over, but the but the second stint Cavs days even look over. Um, it's not the fact that he's losing a crazy amount of steps at lessons, but you can tell like he doesn't want it when he goes up for a layup, he's not skying in the air, you know, he's gliding. Um, he's not jamming and cocking the back with the Akron hammer. You know, he's dunking. He's he's settling, and, and he adjusted his game, which early on in LeBron's career, you're like, if this guy doesn't get the outside jumper, how long is he going to last? This guy has developed an outside jumper. And honestly, you can really say, man, I, I got I got high confidence LeBron takes the three. It's going to go in. Or uh, mid-range fadeaway. He, he's been hitting that mid-range fadeaway, too. It's not the fact that he's actually slowed down but he's being smarter I, i'm pretty sure he could pull out a few of those crazy dunks in a game but yes ultimately that does lead to him losing a step and it's happened to all the greats i mean if you look at guys even our laker great kobe bryant when he approached what age 32 33 34 35 what do he do he adjusted his game and it, and again it happens you look at guys like mj um when he was on his last day in the Bulls, more fadeaways, more turnaround jumpers, more inside game, and a little more of outside shooting, more than just drive down the lane and boom on you, you know? So it's going to happen to the greats. And in all sports, it does happen. You look at guys like Tom Brady, 42 years old, just at his game. Guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, who are approaching age 33 to 34 um, in his soccer career, and he's still at the top of his game. So the greats always find a way LeBron's now wiser. It doesn't mean he's worse that he's lost a step, but he's now wiser in his game. All right. That sounded like yes to me. Yeah. I mean, you can tell he's not, he's not the actual hashtag kid from Akron anymore. You know, this guy's a vet. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I don't want to do it 
but I'm gonna do it, but I don't want to do it. So please what? don't take this Go as ahead. me doing it. Um, LeBron faithfuls, please don't take me as like fully all the way doing it. I'm just asking the question. We are all one big happy Lakers family, right? Right. There was a few plays, right, against the Nets that LeBron went for the drive, went for the finishing, came up a little bit short, right? Any other time, you would say, okay, he just came up short, but he came up short being 34, going to be 35 by the time the season ends. And the biggest thing that I was told all offseason and what I was also preaching all offseason was, you know, LeBron went to how many straight finals? Seven, eight, nine. And now him missing the playoffs, he has all this time to rest. You know, I would think that all that rest would mean that those legs, you know, he he not coming off of a finals appearance this year. So I would think that he doesn't need a preseason to warm up. But now let me go and talk to the other Ricky on the other side. Give me one more second. Yeah. So also you also have to realize that this is. NBA basketball and in any context of the sport, it takes some time for you to get back up to game speed. So regardless, if LeBron was working his ass off all summer, right, and that nice little uh, Warner Brothers NBA court that was made for him so he could go shoot Space Jam, no matter, you know, what workouts he was doing at 4.30 in the morning at Lakers practice, no matter what scrimmages you're running, there is no conditioning like playing an actual NBA game. You got to get used to it. Your body's got to get used to it and ramped up to it every single year. So after talking out of both sides of my mouth, I'm going to punt the question until next show. Danny, I'm not going to give an answer. I don't know. Wow. Really? Really? Okay, I'll tell you this. You cannot trust workout videos anymore. I'm not buying anyone who is shirtless in a gym dribbling, doing all these crazy drills with their trainers because when you have to put your uniform on and go and play – it's a big difference. You got actual defenses, a referee, everything. Like LeBron has worked his tail off. He really has. I mean, he looks great. He, like I said, he looks like Zeus, man. Like he's ripped. But again, he's approaching thirty-five, and he's a bigger guy, man. Like that frame moving that fast. How long do you expect this guy to go like that, man? LeBron, you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to like put a damper on anyone's day, but damn, man, like he's still got it. It's just not as explosive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes all the sense. He's still going to be efficient. He's still going to be efficient. He's still going to do his damn no. I know. I know. He's going to be great. He's going to be amazing. He's just going to be a percentage less than he was last year, which is a percentage less than he was whenever his peak ended. So, all I'm saying, I'm not complaining. I'm not bitching about it. I'm just (laughs) stating. That this is a thing that we get the whatever we need to name this era of LeBron on the Lakers. Like we'll figure out a name for it. Not the twilight years, but it's not. I'm not saying this is Jordan Wizards LeBron, but, you know, you know. Yeah, let's, of course. Let's take one more break. And when we come back, I need your uh, honest thoughts on AD and the rest of the Lakers big man, Dwight Howard. And JaVale McGee. Play an LA show. Stick around. You have been listening to the Late Night Lake Show and you thought to yourself, man, I love me some Ricky and Danny. This podcast is the truth. I think I could do a podcast of my own. Talk about some of my favorite topics, like, you know, like 
cat litter and stuff like that. Well, that was a bad example, but if you have something to talk about, do it on Anchor. It's your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast, and best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And right now, Anchor's going to match you up with some great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Your podcast, my guy. Make it happen. Just make sure you're doing it on Anchor. Free, easy, and it's the reason why I'm reading you this ad right now. All right, welcome back to the Late Night Late Show podcast. We need to pour out just a little bit of liquor, pour one for our homies that uh, couldn't make it in the first two games. Kyle Kuzma, Jared Dudley, Quinn Cook. We hope y'all have a uh, speedy recovery from your nicks and your bruises and your your injuries to, to your ankles and your feet. Rest up, and we hope we'll see you when the season starts. We both agree that all three of those guys will play a role on that second unit. Everybody that is uh, going off about KCP, I guys, those are three bodies that can take up KCP minutes. You know, I don't know how much you'll see of Kentavious this year. And that's how a great team should be. KCP is, I don't know, a rotation player, but he'll be at the end of this Lakers rotation. That just goes to show the strength of the lineup and the depth of this roster. But um, we need to talk about our Lord and Savior, Anthony Davis, and just his continued just dominance. I don't know if people just, just have amnesia or they just forget or because he played in New Orleans what this man can do. Like, Danny, you saw what he did against the Warriors, and his jumper wasn't even fucking falling, man. That's what you can get. That's what he can bring you day in and day out. So when we talk about was it too much that we gave up uh, for Anthony Davis, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me when you got those numbers combined out of any of those players that we gave up. And I guess what? I went to I went to Bulls Pelicans. I was there at the United Center in Chicago on, on Wednesday. I had a very up-close and personal view of Lonzo Ball, walked right past him. He looks good. He looks, you know, he looks healthy. You know, that's all good, right? Um, I watched Brandon Ingram in that starting lineup. I don't know where the fit is. I don't know. Like Alvin Gentry, like I all but said that Brandon Ingram needs to stop playing ISO ball. Like what the fuck? Like, and I like Bi. I wish him all the best. I wish Lonzo all the best. They yeah. have Josh Hart. You know, I, I wish you know him to stay healthy but anyways long story short what I'm, the point i was trying to get at is you saw what a superstar looks like all that wishing upon a star that we did in 15 in 16 in 17 in 18 you don't have to do that no more you see what it looks like and it's just goddamn so just beautiful to view in purple and gold cinematic presentation is it not like I'm watching Anthony Davis. I'm watching someone who not only is so versatile and just so dominant on the offensive end, somebody that Laker film room Pete uh, brought this up on his podcast. He said it looks like what a young, polished, mature Andrew Bynum looked like. I couldn't agree more. He absolutely does. But furthermore, Anthony Davis cares about the defensive end just as much, man. Balls are getting in hand. Anyways, uh, basketballs are getting swatted. Left and right. 
that is a no-fly zone down there, and you pair him up with another big man like JaVale McGee. Dude, I don't know how you feel about it, Danny, but I think we figured out what the front court looks like. It's going to yeah. be Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know as what, it should. I don't know what big parade everybody wanted to throw when Boogie went down and we ended up signing Dwight Howard. Guys, do you want to know who looks a little slow and looks a little step behind? Dwight's a huge body that is setting great screens and is doing really well on the defensive glass. Things that are still in Dwight Howard's nature, the uh, stone hands that he seems to have every now and again. You're that big and you can't catch the ball anyways. And then also there is still zero, you know, post game. There's, you know, the turn over the the right shoulder and give you a little baby hook. But um, other than that, don't expect too much offensive game besides, you know, catching lobs. Fine, play your role. But that's someone who's looking a little slower than advertised. What do you think about JaVale and Dwight and who are you starting? I'm starting JaVale McGee. I think I've been saying that, too. JaVale McGee is like, he's legit, man. He's a legit starting center. He's worked on every part and every aspect of his game. He took a huge step last year. Now he had a second year with the Lakers and playing with LeBron, playing with these guys, getting everyone, you know, involved with him in the offense, too. I mean, this guy, this guy's legit. He's going to catch lobs. He's athletic. He's going to be strong on the defensive end. He's clear-cut the center for the Lakers. There's no doubt about that. Dwight Howard, again, age catches up to you, and you could be super ripped. But once again, Ricky, as we said it earlier with the LeBron thing, you can work out and you can do all this stuff, but when you have to put that uniform on and go play, it's a whole different type of cardio, man. It's not just 20 minutes on the treadmill, you know? So JaVale McGee is proving his point. He's going to be starting. Now, when it comes to Dwight, yeah, he'll get his minutes off the bench, and they're going to have to stagger sometimes the bigs and play different lineups. So you never know how many minutes he will get. I don't think he's going to play more than maybe 22 minutes a game, if that. Like, I think he'll play anywhere from, like, 16 to 18 minutes, you know? Because, like, you can't, you can't have Dwight Howard out there for too long. Because what is he going to provide to you on the offensive end besides a screen and roll every time or cleaning up glass and putting it back? you're not going to run that every time you can't run an offense through Dwight anymore. And I mean, throughout his whole career, he didn't really have too many post moves. So he can't just rely on a back to the basket game outside. Jumper, and I don't think I'm that's not, the expectations. And, I don't no, think that's that, expectations. Exactly. Right? And that's why he's playing limited minutes, but JaVale McGee, he impressed me with some of his moves against the Nets. Honestly, he really did. I'm not even kidding. I'm not saying feed JaVale 10 times a game down there or anything of that nature, but man, like, I feel you don't feel as shaky when he catches it on the block, makes two dribbles and a move. You know what I mean? Like he he's really, really, really redefined and reconstructed his whole game. And props to him for doing that. With 80s passing ability, shit, he can throw lobs to JaVale sometimes. You know, it, it <laughs> they'll work with each other. Okay, so we are aligned then that oh yeah, hundred um, percent. We got we got JaVale McGee as our uh, starting center on the 2019. Absolutely. 2020 hopeful championship contending Los Angeles Lakers. So, <laughs> of course. And so here's my thing with JaVale, right? Sometimes he could get a little undisciplined with the fouling. Long story short, if JaVale gets into foul trouble, we're now working with Dwight Howard as your secondary big. And if the Lakers are facing a team like, oh, I don't know, Denver that runs out there, Portland can run out a pretty big lineup, you're relying on another body that isn't well, hasn't 
played a lot of minutes over the last 365 days in Dwight Howard, how much can you rely on him? Like you said, like you said, you don't want to roll him out there for an extended period of time for multiple reasons. You know, 25 minutes is way too much for this version of the Dwight Howard show. We should stay conscious of that. Of If we're talking about already a big guy that can't play a lot of minutes and then JaVale can get a little foul happy, I don't see it being a huge issue in the totality of the season since everybody wants to go forwards all across the board and the starting lineup. But um, we'll just have to keep an eye out for that. So anything else that stuck out to you, Danny? We, we talked about our, our good old Lake show. We got another game coming up against the Nets. Like we said, Kyrie's already ruled out preseason action. What'd you think of real quick, real quick? What'd you think of the Lakers Twitter account uh, posting? Consider this a warning after the preseason game. I kind of liked it. <laughs> Is that bad? Like, you just see what we can actually do. And I get it. It's preseason. But, man, you, we've waited all offseason for a game like this. Like, we waited all offseason to see AD. We waited all season to see LeBron do their thing. And it was, it was nice. I mean, don't be surprised if we come out with some gear late on the lake show with that tweet on it. That's all I got to say. Like, don't be surprised. I know, again, I know it's preseason. I know we're jumping the gun on that, but it's fun to watch, man. One thing that stood out, when I look at AD sometimes, he kind of looks fake. It's like, it's like unreal. You get a little bit of a, you get a little bit of Tim Duncan in him. You get a little bit of Dirk Nowitzki with the outside game. You get a little bit of Kevin Garnett with the intensity and the defense and the passion. You get a little bit of the greats all in Anthony Davis, and he plays old school ball with new school ball. So that's the greatness of him. Like, that's what you really, really can expect night in and night out for the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, if he needs to dominate inside and just get 28 points but all inside buckets, you know he can do that. If he needs to spread it out and space it out, kick it out to him. He's going to knock down jump. Like, this guy, it just looked unreal. And I'm, I'm assuming this is why he is a top five to top six player in the world. All right. And you thought... After a preseason game, that was the right time to, to say all that. No, I mean, I, I've known this, but, like, when you see it in the purple and gold, you're like, wow. <laughs> He's no, 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 the, the right time to say, consider this a warning. Oh. Like, after, like not against the Clippers. Like, not no. against, like, opening no. night against the Clippers. No. That seems to be a no, more no, no, appropriate. No. Anyway. I, yeah, I guess. But, dude, it's fun. Like, let's just, let's do it. Like, why not? Just shoot your shot. You know what I mean? It's fun. Yeah, but just like do it, it until you like lose it. the second preseason game and everybody gets to come right back. But I guess that's you what being what? a fan is all about. You talk your shit, we're going to talk ours. And exactly. with that, we, we, we've been waiting a whole offseason to do so. Well, speak for yourself, buddy. I've been talking my shit since I came out my mama's womb. So uh, here we go. Okay. In my late night late show <laughs> slam cup that you guys can, can buy, limited edition only. So with that, we're going to say goodbye to y'all for this week. We'll catch y'all in a couple weeks. Danny, I don't know if you're ready, but we're going to get real close to having that conversation if we need to start recording every week because this shit's about to get lit real quick. So of course. Um, we'll probably have that coming our way shortly. So we're looking forward to the season, guys. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Make sure to review uh, the podcast. Tell a buddy, tell a friend. We'll be passing out Slander Cups and Slander Awards all year round. Of on the course. Late Night Lake Show. Say it with me. Late, late Night, night Lake Show. Danny, Danny, that was awful. Okay, let's do it Danny, again. No, 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 no. We're done. All right, so, bye, bye, bye. So, take Thank us you. out. <laughs> hey. Somebody, I ain't no
Get it poppin'